Hello, this is Terry. And this is Coco. And this is Adventures in Organized Chaos. Where we talk about... Local politics. National politics. Some culture. Lots of culture. Some movies. Definitely some movies? Maybe some books. Mmm. We talk about organizing. Absolutely. Let's talk about that movement work. Let's get into it. All right. We back. Whoa. (laughs) I'm dropping stuff. Can't keep it together here on Organized Adventures in Organized Chaos. I don't even know what we're called anymore. (laughs) That's the chaos part. Right? (laughs) Wait, what's the show called? I don't know. (laughs) I don't know what this point. I need an adult. I really need an adult. Well, there's two other adults in the room besides us. Hallelujah. Def, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Just hit 20. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. The epitome of an adult. Well, yeah. I mean, what is it? Officially, you're an adult at 18. 18. But you can't do anything. Yet. Right. You can serve. Well, you can serve for your country. Serve for your country. Mm. And you can vote. Right. Which is important, guys. It is important. Which is important. Register and vote. Getting older isn't just being able to buy alcohol and cigarettes. <laughs> like, being real. able to it's vote true. That lotto key. ticket. That lottery lot, ticket. That lotto ticket. Mm-hmm. That scratch off. And you'll scratch do, off oh. your state representative on that next ballot. <laughs> Ooh. Wow. Wow. Fina's leaving, guys. So this yeah. is it. <laughs> this is it. She's going to say whatever on this podcast. Yeah, she's going out with a bang. She's done. Right. <laughs> and then, you know, like we said on the last podcast, like everything she says is my responsibility. So I'm really taking that to heart this time. So I'll have to live mm-hmm. with whatever you leave on this podcast today. <laughs> That's your legacy here. Dang. That's a lot of pressure. That's a, that's <laughs> and, it, and it'll be eternally posted. That's right. On, Forever on live the on the internet. Web. Forever. Wow. Wow. Anyhow. Anyways, what are we talking about today? Welcome to Adventures in Organized Chaos. Hi. <laughs> hi. We're all here. Yeah, it's a beautiful day in the hood. And uh, we've got some topics, sort of. Kinda. I see you got a stack of books over there. Yeah, because... You know, again, I don't want to be made out to be a liar. <laughs> I, I do have books, guys. I do have books. Terry brought some books. I finished a book. <laughs> That's right. Would, would you just, you finished one of the su- suggested books, right? Yeah, I finished The Egyptian. Fire. It was fire. I might I might have to listen to it again. It was that great. This is why I've had that yeah. book for like 15 years yeah, in my I'll possession. Yeah, I'll listen again. And yeah. I like the narrators on it, too. So good. Mm. And um, I also finished that and started... Um, Leon Ford's new book. He did the audio book for that, which I'm I'm addicted to audio book. So it's a, an unspeakable hope. So I started listening to that. I started crying because mm. uh, it is my nephew. Right, so. right, right. <laughs> and so the stories are like all people I know, and I got really teary. But it's it's so far it's been a really nice listen, and I can imagine it'd be a good read um, for anyone interested in the plight of a young black man shot by. Pittsburgh Police Department, um, who has gone on to become a an activist and a global speaker. Mm-hmm. So straight up role model. That's the homie. Yeah, Shouts out to Leon. Yeah. So yeah, that's um, what I got for books. So sweet. Um, then uh, we'll get into what I got. But what else is on that list? Um, I got some really nice feedback about the podcast. So okay. some some warm fuzzy news. Um, like you know, sometimes it's nice to hear that people listening are paying attention and and have some feedback that was actually all positive and you know i got some compliments and i and i specifically said to a couple people hey you know what what about some like constructive criticism Mm. like these are the things Mm. we need to hear Mm -hmm. i'm excited that people like it but i'd really like to hear what what what, can make it what can be better yeah Yeah. because you can always do better and everybody's been has said things like oh it's so great i've been you know binging it I love the topics, you know, I love the people that you have been able to bring in to comment on things going on in the city. So I don't know if people are scared because I know, you know, I've been told I can be intimidating. Um, So maybe they'll tell you. So Terry, why don't you ask people? Hey, people, (laughs) if you're interested in being being on this podcast, hit me up. You know what I mean? Uh, And it's not as scary as you think it would be. I mean, we are in this pretty dimly lit room. There's no one else in this building. No windows. There's no windows. There's no clocks. We're locked in. There's no way of telling like what time of day it is. It feels a lot like Vegas in here a little bit. 
They're probably we can, we can get a smoke machine. That's right. They're pump, <laughs> pumping in oxygen so that we don't die. Like, yeah, that's that's essentially what this. But it's nice. It's very cozy in here. I like it. It's because even I'm getting used to it. Right. We have so swivel chairs. That's Munchausen. Swivel. So, right. And we have. And they're like they're cushy. They're yeah. cushy swivel chairs. Right. It's nice in here. We have cookies. So. <laughs> Anything else on that list? Um, what else? I had something else, but I sort of just forgot it while we were chuckling hmm. oh it was pride this weekend oh yeah we need a pride update yeah pride pride happened mm-hmm. and was successful and it was indoors because uh-huh. mother nature has been really messing with us yeah such such She's, a good flex for and shout out to the veterans uh veterans memorial for opening up yeah, their spot they really saved the day yeah. and it was a really successful event so i'm happy to share a bit about that and I had city council last night, Ooh. but I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that's, that's okay. Oh, I did see a drug bust on my way in to, um, to something yesterday. I don't oh, remember where I was going. Nice. Oh, to work. Yeah. I saw a drug bust on a corner that gets busted all the time, but they keep going back and it's really, it's inspiring me. Yeah. And I feel like. <laughs> in what way? Well, I feel like, well, every time they come back, there's less people there. So I think it, it's starting to finally, you know, usually you that you see a corner get busted and then the same people come back and they're there the next day and the same they pull the same chairs out on the same corners and, you know, the same cars are pulling up and it's just like it's pretty blatant what's going on. It's mm. really obvious, you know, but I think like, you know, our Holyoke PD is paying attention and. They're they're continuing to roll up, you know. Mm-hmm. They're pulling people over. They're rolling up on corners. <laughs> I, I mean, these are the kind of things that I feel like, as a as a resident of the city, those are the things I want to see. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to see the patrol. If if we're gonna put all this money in our police department, I kind of want to see them. I want them to be visible. Mm-hmm. You know, because mm-hmm. I think, I really think that people act differently when when they think others are watching than when when they realize you know that nobody's paying attention so you know whether or not our officers get out of their car or you know write a ticket i feel like that's not even the point the Mm -hmm. point is just the presence makes people act different so i'm i'm i think it's nice to see the presence and i would like to in the future see more presence in the form of like I like the bike cops who mm-hmm. like, you know, like bike around, say hello to people, you mm. know, like like more of the neighborhood like policing where like people know, you know, who your your police officers are and they say hello and you know their name and, you know, because it used to be like that, you yeah. know, like yeah. not too long ago. Well, it sounds like we got a big, <laughs> it sounds like we got a big agenda on this very sort of, agenda sort of. show. So like we're. Oh, and there's the weather with Pina oh, and right. Milo. Last or is it Milo? Uh, Milo. Milo's giving the weather A day? little intro. A little like passing of the torch. Yeah. From it's one intern happen. to another. Yeah, Milo's here also. Right. So shout still, out to still Milo. Still silent though right, right now. Silent, silent but not for yeah. long. I'm very scared. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or he's scary. Either one. Oh, um, sweet. Oh, yeah. And we're going to figure out what we're going to talk about and we'll be right back. All right. All right. Bye. Hey, okay. Terry. What's up, Coco? How you doing? I'm chilling. I I, uh, I brought books today. Yay. Because I wanted to talk about books Yay, again. books. Yeah. But I think the last time that we talked about books here didn't really get recorded because we were still <laughs> we were still new. Yeah. So. I think we thought a lot was getting recorded that day. <laughs> that was a good day, though. That was a good day. But we did like, get a lot recorded that day. Yeah, but you read everything. and and you read the Egyptian, which is fire. Yes. So like, which was part of the conversation that no one heard apparently. Right. So, <laughs> as like a good educator would, I have more books for you. Oh, wonderful! You I can't wait. <laughs> um, so of course, as I don't know if I have any. I guess some of this could be considered fiction most of the time. So the first book that I, I wanted to break out, maybe, did I talk about this on the podcast? No, maybe that looks really interesting to me. This book is called The Black Experience in Design, Identity, mm-hmm. Expression, and Reflection. And this book has like become a little bit of a, of a Bible for Terry. It, it, um, it's a conversation about design and the power of design. And I think when we like like designy things well let's let me ask that humans. question when i say design what comes to mind mm-hmm. like, like i don't know the construction of things mm-hmm. like how things are formulated yeah that's yeah. A, that's a part that's I a think part of, of it. like architecture mm-hmm. and like 
more creative artistic design that's it all of that it's all okay. of that and i think but i think like i've always struggled to consider myself an artist and because i think i felt more like a designer somebody mm. who is uh this is some organizing this is a little organizing tidbit for you but <laughs> a little bit of a world builder right and like creating worlds and structuring things and design designing mm. them and that experience right and thinking about that final experience rather than just putting some color on canvas or using some found materials to make a sculpture this is like a more intentional thought-filled like process so anyways there's a couple homies that are actually in this book when I got it off the shelf, I realized I was like, there's two artists in here that I actually know that was super dope. Um, so Amos Kennedy being one of them is a printmaker in Detroit. Um, and he goes around and does a lot of printing workshops and prints out these really dope banners or whatever. And then I think Alicia Wormsley is also mentioned. I Maybe mean, she's a mention in this book somewhere, but did the uh, There Are Black People in the Future uh, billboard. I think we mentioned that before, but it's become uh, that phrase which she originally done did in pittsburgh has turned into a global movement in a lot of ways where people are like embracing the term the, the phrase there are black people in the future kind of as in in a form of a threat mm. in the form of a promise in a form of you know just a blatant statement you know what yeah. i mean like like we're not going anywhere we're not going anywhere so you might um, as well just deal with it right right so <laughs> those folks are in this book it's a dope book uh the, again it's called the black experience in design if you're into that sort of thing and it's really been uh, a good book that's kind of been uh yeah since last year been following me around hmm. sweet and then another one that i have i have a we have a listener who vegs out on our podcast from time to time so this one's for you uh but lorraine hainsbury's to be young gifted and black hmm. um i i love Lorraine Hainsbury and I, I'll have to admit that I didn't understand why she was so important to the black power movement and, and I'm still like learning more about her life and her experience but I think the one main thing that stands out is she wrote A Raisin in the Sun mm -hmm. and it was like one of the first times that like black life was depicted not as a stereotype but as like a very real thing on stage um she died super young. Uh, Nina Simone in you know mentions her in one of the songs, and I think that was also something that stood out for me. It was like, why is Nina Simone singing about Lorraine Hainsbury? Like, what's so important? So, anyways, it's just been really great to get to know Lorraine's work. Her writing was phenomenal. Like, it just really takes you there, kind of transcends you. So, anyways, another really interesting point about her life is her dad was a. a owned a lot of real estate slums in Chicago and that's also been a part of our story where folks are like your dad was a slumlord and you know sins of the father passed down onto the child kind of situation mm. so a lot of folks kind of judged her for that but anyways this oh, is wow. it's a good good book good book mm. um, and the last one for Terry's like book reviews is another one of these books that's followed me for probably like I don't know 20 25 years um, this is the I have two of these copies that are like original pressings costing 50 cents. Um, this is James Baldwin's Nobody Knows My Name. It's one of my favorites because, first of all, that title is fire um, as James Baldwin is at the time was one of the most one of the more well-known, outspoken queer writers of the time. And like here he is flying off. This book is about him flying off to Europe to be in a place where nobody knew his name, where mm. nobody knew who he was. And really, he was sitting with the thought of like, if I move to another country, will I experience the same racism and the same oppression that mm. I'm experiencing here in the country, in, in the United States? So he flies off. This book has like him joining in on, it's a bunch of essays of him joining in on a convention for Pan-Africanism. It writes about him meeting with Iman Bergman and some of his friends there and all throughout Europe. Um, but it's really just him wrestling with this idea of who he is and his, his own personal identity. And I think in the end, what he realizes is that, like, he belongs here in the States on the front lines, struggling and fighting. And whether people know his name or not, whether people recognize his effort or not, this is where he belongs. You know what I mean? And this is where he's called to be. So mm. um, James Baldwin is definitely one of my favorite writers of all time. But I I oftentimes tell people especially folks who, who quote him and talk about his work a lot. I'm like, just Google the 1986, I think it was, Press Club, where James Baldwin was invited to speak. 
Um, this was like one of his last speaking engagements before he died. So he lived a long time, mm. like given. But in that press conference, or in that conversation rather, you hear such disgusting racism being lobbed at him. Really? Like in the 80s, right? Like here's this dude who like thugged it out through the 60s, 70s, into the 80s. And in this press, like there's people asking questions like, why is racism still important? Like, why are you still having this conversation? Like that kind of thing. And it's like really interesting to hear how he responds to mm. it. And I'll give it away. One of the things that he says is money was a big issue and that mm. we ended up getting spoiled. And so he had, it's a little bit of like f- future thought, a little prophetic mm. um, in that in that hearing. So anyways, that's Terry's book <laughs> reviews. Uh, Nobody Knows My Name by James Baldwin. Lorraine Hainsbury's Young, Gifted, and Black, and then uh, the exper- the Black Experience in Design, Identity, Expression, Expression and Reflection. Very so nice. Thanks for sharing. Mm-hmm. There you go. Um, on the James Baldwin um, topic, or more on that experience of his press conference, it, it reminds me of uh, when like Louis Farrakhan was on Oprah Winfrey. Have you seen that clip? Mm-mm. Well, he just goes to town, like talking about you know um, racism in America, and it's it sounds like a similar thing, you know. But he's he's on a panel, and they have a a mixed audience in the eighties, and you know they're having people ask questions to him and why he stands for what he stands and why he was working working you know for for the movement. And it was just it was just a really interesting for, you know, specifically the white people in the audience that were asking the questions like, you know, why? Why are we even talking about this? Um, racism doesn't really exist. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I'm doing everything I can to be anti-racist or whatever. And, and you know, and the black people in the audience are like, well, no, this is our experience. You can't like you right. can't diminish that. Yeah, yeah. like yeah. we are currently experiencing this, whether you realize it, see it, or notice it or not. Whether you want to ex- like accept it, not mm-hmm. that I not that's not necessarily the word that I want to use, but whether you want to acknowledge that this exists or not, or whether like, you notice it or not, just because right. you don't notice mm-hmm. it doesn't mean it's not happening. Right, right. it's yeah. that idea again where it's like since it's not my experience, it can't. It doesn't matter. Right, it can't be. Yeah, it can't exist. Right, yeah. <laughs> So, yeah. yeah, thanks it's, for it, bringing that up. Yeah, I mean, I think I I, I remember watching that for the one, the first time that I had watched it, and I was just like, my stomach kind of turned, you know, and especially looking at now how well James Baldwin is celebrated, mm-hmm. right, by so many people, and a lot of them don't realize that, like, basically to his dying day, he had to, like, take on that type of, like, mm-hmm. rhetoric, you know what I mean? And that's, people still didn't recognize the importance of what it was he was doing and how he was trying to stretch you to get you thinking more deeply about the issue of racism in America. Mm. And, and people are still like, well, why is that important? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, guys. I don't know. I don't uh, maybe because we don't want to talk about how all the land we live on is stolen. Right. I mean, right. 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 We, we can't even like acknowledge the basics, never mind the complicated stuff. Right. <laughs> and that, that conversation, that comment about like Oprah on and Farrakhan on Oprah, I think, again, I may have mentioned this on here, but like William Buckley's like firing line and like, even though William, even though Buckley was like a conservative thinker, I still like value those conversations. I'm only saying this because it just seems like something shifted where people got real, like a lot more, I don't give a fuck about it, mm-hmm. like later on in, and especially in the 80s. But it seemed like there was some civility like happening on William's show. Like he, of course he was a, you know, conservative thinker and like would have all of these liberal folks that were on the show with him but it was like an open dialogue and debate rather than like me trying to like tell you that you're wrong Mm. you know what i mean it was some of that was there most certainly you know what i mean because racism but like (laughs) it wasn't it was more about the intellectual sparring you know what i mean like more than anything else and I, i think yeah, somewhere in the 80s, we just was like, whatever. No, I don't care. Like, I'm going to just say, I'm going to just be reckless. And we just grew to be more and more reckless. I blame I cable television. Yeah. No, because you make money off of it. Right. Like, the idea, right, the conflict and everything. It's like, they don't want to have real conversations and honest, like, you know, nice, like, 
equal okay we can agree to disagree right it always has to be oh my god like catfight like mm-hmm. go at it it always has to be well, some big thing and it, and stereotypes were and do sell mm-hmm. you know That's and it. so i i can't help but notice now if i watch like a movie from the 80s and specifically like the the wall street movies from the 80s or like um almost anything mm-hmm. the racism is so blatant mm-hmm. You know, which I would—I didn't notice then. I mean, I was all, also like a child. Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. But you know, even things I watched as like a teenager. Now, when I look, if I if I catch like an old flick, I'm just like, wow, I can't believe I. You know, I didn't really even notice it then, but I was living mm-hmm. during that time, being treated that way, yeah. and probably treating others that way. It you was know? the norm, like, right? Yeah. It was the norm, and and that, that's why I love love you, young generations, <laughs> so much because y'all. Y'all the ones that's like, and and what's what's her name? Is it Loretta Lynn who does the calling call out culture, calling in call out culture? Yeah. I think yeah. So like, that's also super helpful in thinking about like other ways in the transformative justice models, the new ways in which we are addressing harms and issues and static between us. Mm. I'm just so happy to be in this time where we don't have to just swallow it anymore. We can yeah. actually like mm-hmm. talk about it and like work through it. And you know it's know almost I mean? it's almost. Uh, it can be to the point of exhaustion, but it's so healthy, mm-hmm. you know, like I, I, I can definitely see how people get frustrated, especially, um, you know, the generation, like the older generation from us. I, I feel like we're kind of stuck in the, the middle of, of some different things that have been happening. Mm-hmm. But I notice, especially with, you know, older folks, they get really frustrated and they can get really impatient with this, what seems to them like an overanalyzation, mm. um, a, a too much explanation, mm-hmm. um, too much something that they can't really digest because mm. they're so far removed from it. It's like they can't even wrap their mind around, like, let's let's talk about pronouns, mm-hmm. you know? I mean, to, to really dumb it down and talk about something like kind of basic, there's people who can't even like accept that there's an entire generation who's who's basically decided like we're gonna we're gonna use pronouns we feel like it's appropriate we this is what we want this is what we need we think you know we're gonna refer to each other respectfully by using the pronouns people choose for themselves like you know even that basic respect to people is something that flies over the heads of many and I have to say just because I don't always understand what's going on doesn't mean I don't have a a great respect for the process and what's what's coming out of it right it's all very important right yeah I, I i would say like part of it is from what i see is the last gasp of white supremacy and it's last <gasps> like right struggle to hold on as the world continues my to, pearls right yeah. there there's that and i think subconsciously you also have folks that just are bristling because it's different and i don't like change you know what i mean yeah. and like now we get into shouts out to another book, Who Moved My Cheese, which is a great book about change. <laughs> yeah. If you need a very simple, approachable conversation about change, um, it's like hard, a, you know, but <laughs> Who Moved My Cheese is really great. Um, it applies to me. It applies to me often. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I do. I do agree with you. I think that like there's definitely like something that's not clicking. And then there's just the just the like there's a blank space it's almost like a like a just dead air you it's know what i mean like it's part just of the brain a, like it's a, yeah it's a, it's a muscle that just isn't working and it's like <laughs> like what zimze like is that your prone like and it's just not <laughs> registering you know what i mean it's just like okay cool all right fine what was what? that what was that awful there was some awful politician who who like set out a speech like something stupid like my pronouns are kick ass or yeah. something you yeah. know like like I've, first of all that's not a pronoun i've had <laughs> yeah. i had i had an email exchange just recently with somebody whose pronouns were i kid you not me myself and i oh that's what they said my pronouns are me myself and i i'm like yo I am so glad that I'm only like How do I call you, you one, me? one email right. like <laughs> like so I don't what do you to call that person you. when you're in person I don't I think this so hey myself <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's really no like the or whole you just say you <laughs> you and yourself 
Yeah. Right. It's it's hard. Like I think pronouns, and I think like you have a good point. Like with white supremacy and pronouns and the like structures of like gender, race, and class are all very like connected, and so they all rely on each other as systems of power, mm-hmm. right? So it's like if one's threatened, even if people aren't thinking it, it is threatening like the structure of everything. Mm-hmm. And so like it is very like even just pronouns, even if it's something as simple as pronouns is threatening because it's- Or as hard as pronouns. As, right. right, easy, hard, <laughs> right? They are hard because as someone I don't use, like I use like they, them, and she, her pronouns, right? And I still also struggle with other aspects of the idea of pronouns and how does pronouns even relate to gender and like how do other people relate with that? And it's hard and it's difficult and it is like very much i think challenging the structure of like that two you know two genders like there's two genders mm-hmm. that like that idea right it's like but i think it's important and it's hard like right like i recognize even as someone who uses multiple pronouns i struggle with it and it's i think it is something that is like has to be learned right, right. but it's also i think you kind of said it coco like even though i don't understand or someone doesn't completely understand doesn't stop you from respecting it right right and not try like the point is trying like you're gonna mess up right like if like i've had friends that go through name changes i went through a a slight name change not in the same way but right like i switched from one name to another and i have friends that mess up all the time but the the point is like learning from that and still trying to do better right Right. it's like you're not gonna be perfect right away right but i also like the ownership of self that comes with all this Mm -hmm. and i think i think on so the one point i also wanted to touch on is you know how all these systems are are you know interdependent to function you know if i if i uh if my pronoun is you know they them suddenly you can't pin me down with all your you know rhetoric about what women can and cannot do well i've just told you my pronouns are they them so i'm not identifying as a you know necessarily as female Mm -hmm. and what you're trying to push down on me can't work right so i think i i don't know i i think it's all very interesting on so many fronts yeah i think my final point that i'll leave with before we go take a break um is thinking that like why i understand that you may some folks may be going through something internally which makes it hard for them to wrap their heads around (laughs) like the changes that are happening in our society Mm. but my encouragement is is even embrace it even just slightly for a second and and you'll start to realize that like the world is opening up to you not just the person that you're respecting with their pronouns but now you should also feel encouraged to live a more fluid and open life yourself. And I think that might be a little bit of a challenge. Part of the challenge for folks is because, yeah, right. Cause you're now being encouraged to like interrogate like all of your own personal traditions and your boundaries. And like, yeah, those kept you safe for a really long time. So I understand why it would, or perceived to keep you safe for a really long time. Some of them. And so like, I understand why this, why this might be a challenge for you. You know yeah. what I mean? But I would, my encouragement is, is to lean into it a little bit and even just in respecting other people and what other people want. And then you'll see kind of start to find your own place in it all. Mm-hmm. But that's well, easier said than done. Well, for, and, so. and then if you get, if we get back, I like to say all the time, you know, I'm grown, I can do whatever I want. Mm-hmm. You know, like when people say, oh, well, you know, people have a hard time making the decision. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and I like to tell them, well, you know, you're grown. You can you can do whatever you want. Like mm-hmm. if that's really moving you do it. Right. You're not really there's nothing telling you you have to do anything. And I think this conversation also reminds us like we're individuals and, and we do have the right to live in on this planet in our own way, mm-hmm. how we want. Right. You know, as individuals. And um, I think it's important that everyone understands that because the the oppressors um, seem to think that you need to live the way they tell you to. And mm-hmm. I, I just don't understand why. Like, what are you getting out of that? Right. <laughs> like, what is, you know, what 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 you do doesn't doesn't move me necessarily. Mm-hmm. So, like, mm-hmm. what what why should I care? Right. All right. We're going to we're going to figure out why we care. <laughs> and we'll be right back. We've been talking for way too long. Be right back. Hey, Coco. What's up, Terry? What are you looking at over there? I'm looking at the flyer for the Healthy Living Passport through Explore Holyoke. Have you heard about that? 
I haven't. What is that? Okay, so a bunch of organizations have been coming together. Let's move. Hampton County 5210 has been bringing folks together and has been thinking about ways to get folks engaged in healthy living uh, activities. So uh, they put together a passport where you can join into these various like events and be a part of um, workshops and all those things and get stamps in your passport. And then be submitted into raffle drawings. So there's actually like real incentives behind like completing some of these tasks on the passport. Oh, that sounds pretty cool. And why why is it called healthy living specifically? Because it's all about healthy living, like really focused on like movement, going out for walks, uh, joining in at the farmer's market, maybe taking classes at the YMCA or through Holyoke Health Center. So it's really focused on trying to get folks to make some healthy choices this summer. So you can go get a passport and then you can like go to all these places with it and get little like stars. Yeah. (laughs) So you can go to the YMCA healthy kids day. Uh, and that is on the 29th of April. So that one's coming up, but you might miss that one. Um, and then there's also, you can visit the Holyoke public library and the summer's farmer's market to pick up uh, a passport. Very cool. I like it. Yeah, and then stay tuned through the Explore Holyoke page to see what types of events are going to be associated with the Passport. Sweet. I like it a lot. Awesome. Well, I hope to see you out there. All right. Confession time. What's up, Terry? What'd you do? That's, that's what I didn't do. <laughs> what didn't you do? So last week we talked about police on the episode. Uh-huh. And we talked about traffic safety. And the week before that, and the week before that. That's because you're the traffic cop. <laughs> of city council. So this is a thing. But I I was pulled over last week. What? Yeah, for for failing to stop at a stop sign. Oh my god. Ooh. That's kind of I'm I'm not going to Okay, I'm just going to say it. It's Ooh. awesome. <laughs> <laughs> you you ran a stop sign and you got pulled over. I like it. Yeah. And you know what? I I appreciate that it did happen. (laughs) I appreciate it. But I just, you know, a lot of things actually came to my mind after that podcast because I don't know if you know this, but I just recently got my license back after maybe I've been driving for an entire year and a half, two Mm -hmm. years now. Um, But for the longest time, I didn't drive. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I I drove once before and then stopped driving because I felt like it was dangerous for black men to drive. Um, it's dangerous for black men to do anything. <laughs> you know, some people don't think we should exist. <laughs> like some, some people, My point. Some people. <laughs> some people are treating uh, us like the ships are, tr- like the orcas are treating the ships out there. Did you hear about the orcas Ooh, that are ships? That are yeah. like getting together. Right. And, and they're like mm-hmm. down. Right. They said, they said you the hit man. me, I'm going to hit you back I'm 10 times harder. Back. So anyway, some people don't think that we should be around. Down but anyway. with the man. Anyway, so I just want to confess on the podcast that I got. I got pulled over and uh but yeah i i felt it felt it felt weird it was, <laughs> it was a different experience because like i said it's been like what 10 15 years yeah. since i've been pulled over number one was it scary uh honestly i didn't feel afraid good like and part of that it might have been because i was on the phone with work so if anything went left you know what i mean my job was on the line like uh, literally, <laughs> literally on, on the line <laughs> and so if anything went left you know what i mean my yeah. job is like now listening but um but also like i knew i was in the wrong you know what i mean and yeah. i understood um shout out to ann thalamer Thal- uh was out there in Thal- Thal- Thalheimer. Yeah, there's <laughs> always like nobody says anybody's name correctly in the city but anyway <laughs> like i don't coco how many people like that's why you go by coco because people don't are no, not really sure. No, no I go by Coco because people don't want to say cocaine. Okay, well, that's probably also <laughs> it. They're not confused about my name. They just don't want to say it. Okay. I thought it was confusion. But anyway, all right. So, But I'm not blaming anybody for calling the cops on that certain corner. But we know that corner right there is like, you know, it's, it, people do run that California roll through that stop sign all the yeah. time. So, yeah. Anyways, I felt I felt like. I, I felt like I wanted to slow down a little bit more and pay attention so, to where I was at. So was he like sitting somewhere? Was Yo, he coming towards you and I didn't turned even around? See this dude. I didn't even see this dude. Because I was on the phone the whole time. So you were not distracted. I was just, you weren't even consciously driving. Mm. I had I had I had a hands free <laughs> like situation Everybody going on. Everybody knows that you not, you you don't remember any of the driving that takes place while you're on the phone. And plus this is like a <laughs> 
<laughs> this is like a very regular route that I take too. So it's right, just right, like right. you're kind of mindlessly driving. Mm -hmm. But this dude really did come out of nowhere. Wow. And I had no idea. And I, I was like, I like just you're so like happened shocked. to look in my rear view <laughs> and I saw the blue lights and I was like, what? That's for me? Are you are you trying to pull me over? <laughs> this was surprising. Then I guess the other thing that was that was the kicker for me. It's like I, I was actually like on the way to my house, pick up something and then leave. So when I come back, he had somebody else pulled over. Right. <laughs> I was like, dang. They're cracking down. I was, you know, if I shouts out to Holyoke Police Department keeping yeah, streets safe. All right. <laughs> You know, I like to hear it. I know it because you're a traffic cop. So I'm like, what? You got pulled me. over? I love it. I love this. I don't love it. You know what I mean? But well, whatever. Well, you got you got a warning. I did. I did. And, and what did that do for you? I, you know what? Like honestly, when the officer told me that I had a perfect driving record, shouts mm -hmm. out to me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like it felt good because, like you know, I I was a little bit when I was younger. I was one of those. This is also why I was very quiet on our last last podcast because I was for a while one of those reckless drivers who liked to get where he was going <laughs> yeah you know what i mean like and i like to move and drive pretty fast but i now like in my old age like i'm starting to grow up <laughs> right you know what I mean? i'm starting to it grow up in my old, right take some time you know what i mean i'm a bit of a late bloomer but i'm getting it together and so it feels it feels good you know what i mean and like Shouts out to that officer who was like, keep it, keep the streets safe. So like, yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I like it. Well, well, thanks for sharing. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for sharing. That's important. It's, I mean, I've been, I did do the speed campaign signs that are up. And if you drive around Ward 4, you see them all over the place kind of randomly. They have like some kids on them and it says, this is not a highway. Please slow down. Mm -hmm. In English and Spanish. It's got two sides. And, um. I had I went through I had um, gotten 50 and they were gone like mm. in a week um, nice. from people just you know I, I send out like a, a email to ward four people who, who get on the list and I told people like hey I have these signs if you'd like one I put a bunch in my front yard for people to pick up and then um, I started handing them out to people and driving by their house and dropping them off if mm. they want you know they inbox me and stuff but I also they I've had people ask for them in other wards too, so that you you'll randomly see them sprinkled in like <laughs> ward one, you know, ward five, ward seven, um, and in the meantime, some of one of the other counselors has also started a speed campaign. So I'm happy that I could be some kind of influence, you know, to say, hey, it's it's just that easy as mm -hmm. printing a bunch of signs, you know. And people have told me like like they think it helps, you know. I mean, it can't stop anything. A sign doesn't write a ticket or stop you or pull you over or give you a warning. Mm -hmm. But it's just like that, you know, gentle nudge to say, hey, we live here. Please slow it down, mm -hmm. you know. And I think everything helps. So, yeah, I mean, as long I as we keep working together, it's going to it's going to happen. And <laughs> I, will, I, will, I will. Again, I will make sure <laughs> to pay attention to my to surroundings. Be to be mindful. Be That's mindful. Right. That's yeah. right. There we go. Thank you guys <laughs> for Aww. keeping me accountable. I appreciate we, that. It's because we care. Right. Oh, okay. For real. <laughs> um, on that note, we're, we're going to take a break and then we'll come back and hear more about how Coco cares. <laughs> hey, Terry. Hi, Coco. <laughs> <laughs> have you been over to the artery? I have once. What do you think about it? I liked it a yeah. lot. What is that? It's a, it's a place where you can go buy art. Nice. <laughs> yeah. So there's some businesses popping up, which is pretty cool. The Artery is um, was actually funded by a grant, I believe, to open it up. So oh, nice. Um, and it's a space to allow local local artists to um, consign their wares. So they and it can be clothing, literally, or any kind of art. Um, there's a lot of crafty stuff in there. Nice. Yeah. Nice. I like. I I bought some candles out of there. <laughs> yeah, I've definitely bought some candles out yeah, of there. That's too. a good place to buy and candles. It's a good place for gifts. Yeah. And, you know, this gets me into a conversation about collecting art. I think we all should collect art. We should. So, and connect, collect your neighbor's art. Yeah. It so, doesn't have to be like a million dollar art, it just has to be fun and right. you have to like it. And if you happen to support someone that you know or have met locally, it's pretty cool too. Um, so I just wanted to let people know that the artery is not open every day. Um, it is on High Street. It's open Thursdays through Saturdays, 11 to 5, and it 
They have local artist stuff, and it's great for gifts. Um, they're at 289 High Street in Holyoke, um, and they do have a website. It's www.holyokeart.com. So um, they usually extend their hours when it gets warmer out, but we're not there yet. So if you need something, go over to the Artery and visit them Thursday through Saturday. Awesome. See you there. You going to reflect? You want to reflect? I'm just going to throw you right in there. Okay. <laughs> What's up? Fina, <laughs> Fina's going to, five minutes of Fina reflecting on her experience as an intern. Go. Thank you, Terry. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, so for the past six weeks, I have been working with Neighbor to Neighbor with Terry and Katie um, through this internship program that um, Maria has kickstarted. It's the, uh, what do you call it? The, um, Oh, uh, uh, pilot program. Mm-hmm. So this is the first of its kind. I'm at Holyoke College, um, and it's kind of it was us. Uh, there's five of us students from the college, and she actually does this amazing thing where she had. Um, usually, when you're staying on campus, you have to pay for your housing and you have to pay for the meal plan and all this stuff. So that actually would have, um, if we'd had to done that, a lot of us, actually all of us, wouldn't have been able to do this internship. So Maria already set it up where. Um, those expenses were covered. Hmm. So already an amazing start to the program. So, but there's this program where we get to uh, engage with local organizations in Holyoke. So neighbor to neighbor, also in Las de Familias. We have someone at Holyoke Chamber of Commerce. Uh, We had someone at the Community Education Project Program. I never remember what the P is. (laughs) And the Um, Nueva Esperanza And Nueva Esperanza. So we got to go out and and for six weeks kind of shadow and intern with these organizations. And I was super lucky. I remember, um, because I'll start from the beginning, we, during orientation week, did a little pass by of as many of the places that we could. And I remember I was really excited about Enlace. I will be honest. Mm -hmm. I was planning on going to Enlace. But then... Maria takes us down Dwight Street and we show up at the community garden and I'm like, whoa, community garden, (laughs) community garden. And um, then Terry comes up in his big truck and he he steps out and he just comes and he's like, like talking about all the different plants and everything and like about all the work that he's envisioning and like just little like tidbits. And I was like, you just got sucked right in. I did. I really did. I was like, literally like I was. Because the people in the group was really funny. Everyone else was like, oh, like, Fina, you can have that. Because no, <laughs> no one else wanted to work outside. But I was like, are you kidding me? Like, this seems like so cool. Trucks and, and plants? <laughs> trucks and plants. Uh, sign and, me up. And neighbor to neighbor. Like, and I'd just been involved in, like, unionizing at um, Mount Holyoke College. And I'd just been involved in, like, this housing-related and just general atmosphere of, like, QTPOC relations on campus. So, like, I've been having those conversations early in the year. And then I kind of did a little research on neighbor to neighbor. And then hearing Terry talk, I was like, this seems like a really good way mm. like to continue that. Because I wanted to go in kind of like seeing how I could like continue that work that I'd started and continue thinking those ways, I guess. Yeah. But it just seemed really cool. So these past six weeks, I've gotten to work with neighbor to neighbor. I've done a lot more than the community garden. Um, <laughs> love the community garden. But I also got to go with Terry to a whole bunch of different like farms and like meet people and see just all these different initiatives that he's been working on, mm-hmm. um, like community garden, community kitchen, right? Like land trusts and like land banks and all this stuff that um, I'd maybe heard of maybe once or twice, but just seeing it in action and in Holyoke was incredible. Mm-hmm. And Katie took me all around. The first day I went with her, like I was talking about um, this representative and what he was and wasn't voting for and how we could approach him that way. And like I was able to meet other community members like in one on ones and door knocking. I went door knocking. That's the first time I've ever done anything like that. <laughs> uh, Katie took me along a couple weeks ago and that was really cool seeing her like in that space and just <laughs> the work that Terry and Katie do is a lot different. But both of it was just like it was so cool seeing them in action. And then hikes. We went on hikes, <laughs> you know? And it's like, yeah, you know, and, and we ate food and stuff. But I feel like the connections that I got to make there and talking in those atmospheres and in those places, like, that was something I haven't had the chance to do, like, in work or in school. Mm-hmm. And really? I think, yeah. Nice. You know, like, a lot of times you get just these really rigid areas and structures and expectations. And yeah. I think it was really helpful, like being able to just like talk sometimes Mm -hmm. Um, because another thing that I came in was really trying to like work on my work life balance, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know. And so I think that is something that I've kind of seen in play 
um, like with this work, because it is really important when you're doing this type of work in the community. You're hearing a lot of stuff, you're seeing a lot of stuff, and you're working with some really tough stuff. Mm -hmm. So like that idea of self-care, um, to be able to help others is something I think that I was also really to able to see these past um, these past weeks. So I loved it. Um, it's been really cool. That's not that's just the tip of the iceberg of what I got to do. But I think um, I think it's really important to have this type of community engagement um, and community interaction. I'm from outside of Holyoke. I'm from all the way in Michigan. But I think still being able to connect with this space, um, coming from a predominantly white institution and having this city of like such vibrant culture and people just like closer than everywhere else, mm -hmm. honestly, you know? And like, this is the first time that I've really been able to like engage mm -hmm. and it's incredible and there are struggles, but there's also so much like strength and mm -hmm. spirit in this space. So I'm honestly very grateful to be invited to this podcast, to like Aww. to neighbor to neighbor, just to the area. So it's been incredible if you can, get out, do stuff in the community. I don't know. Connect, talk. <laughs> nice. yeah. Thank yeah. you. What, that's Appreciate a rave it. review. Good job, Terry. I'm, I mean, Terry the best person to with ever. It's mostly Katie. I was, I was shout out to Katie. Um, but like, yeah, I'll, I'll, I will give her her flowers for sure for holding it down while I went out of town. So, um, and wasn't able to like, you know, stay, stay around all the whole entire time. But I'm really grateful that you had such a good experience. I think, Again, for me, I, I want all of our interns, all of the researchers that kind of hang out with us on whatever projects, I really want folks to feel encouraged and inspired to take whatever it is that you're learning here, whatever principles, practices, kind of values and traditions that you learned and kind of feel motivated by to use them wherever you are, where, whether you're working at Google or you're working at 7-Eleven. I don't know, you know what I mean? But like, they're pretty universal skills. So, and you know, I'm a networker, communicator, <laughs> yeah. and just love to like be around and be available. So I appreciate you rolling with me and like being the shadow. It helped, it really helped me see what the it was that I do every day. Like I have no said, idea. I have to think about right? that Like I was like, wait yeah. a minute. Cause usually I'm just going through the day, you right. know what I mean? But actually trying to be conscious of how those days, how that time is spent is really, was really great. So thank you for suffering through. <laughs> I would say, I would wonder now hearing all of that, um, remind me how much, school you have left at Mount I have Holyoke? two years okay so yeah. you're right in the middle I'm in the middle oh so mm -hmm. so you're gonna be around I will I will be around that's if pretty I, cool if if it's open I I'm open ah, <laughs> watch hey. watch it now hey. <laughs> and then yeah I guess I, I guess I was just wondering like with all this experience and just a taste of it mm -hmm. do you feel like you'll go into you know more of this kind of community work or yeah i was honestly already planning on it mm -hmm. um i've felt like um a real like drawing call to specifically like working in like qt pox spaces so mm -hmm. queer and trans people of color um that's kind of the work i'm doing right now on campus as a residential advisor for the gloria anzaldua llc living learning community mm -hmm. so i think this kind of helped me see like what it means to work in a, you know, big organization that is connected to a lot of organizations, like mm. in a space. Um, I think it gave me ideas about what it is and what I maybe don't want it to be. Mm. You know, like I got <laughs> yeah. a little bit of both because like the work that's being done is incredible. There are conversations to be had about when you're working in a nonprofit that is like kind of structured as a, would you call it a corporation? I don't know, but you know, like, there are conversations and um, ideas, mm -hmm. I guess, that I've kind of been planted in my mind. But I, I think I'm even more encouraged now. I nice. think I was like a little like, oh, I didn't consider the stuff that I'd done related to like organizing or like this type of grassroots work. But I think that it kind of was like a step in and that this made me feel a little bit more confident, a lot more confident in like continuing down that path. That's really cool. Mm -hmm. Love it. Brilliant. <laughs> Congratulations. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Six weeks. Yeah. Now we're going to torture Milo. All right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sweet. Uh, all right. Well, thank you for the update. And yeah, then we'll come back and get recap. a weather report. Uh, cool. here. Yeah. So done, officially done. handing the torch. Okay. <laughs> Sweet. Be right back. Hey, Terry, guess what? What? I put out some really wrong information about the summer farmer's market. Oh, a good old-fashioned adventures in organized chaos <laughs> redaction. <laughs> well, basically, I think 
basically the um, location change for the summer. And um, so they're going to be having the Holyoke Farmer's Market instead of at the Veterans um, Park. They're going to have it at uh, Holyoke Heritage State Park, which is located at 221 Apple Street. Awesome. And they're not having it every other Saturday. They are having it every Saturday. Every Saturday? Yes, that's, which is pretty great. That's awesome. And they block off a part of the street there, and it's really, really nice. Um, it's like a lot of fun. I went uh, this last one, or the first one, mm-hmm. and there were some great vendors and um, lots of Holyoke peeps, and yeah. there was some live music, and it's really a great cause to support. It mm-hmm. makes uh, fresh food super accessible. Um, got some bomb tomatoes that mm. tasted like tomatoes, which in this day and age is something special yeah, for sure. Yeah, so. yeah. And there, and you can also pick up your healthy passport, your healthy living passport there at the uh, farmer's market, right? Yep, you can pick up your healthy living passport. You can get it stamped. Mm-hmm. Um, you, they take SNAP benefits. And um, last week when we were going, when we went, um, the the con- conservation um, office was taking surveys of like climate situation in Holyoke for residents and how they feel about it and nice. they gave you a $20 um, coupon to use at the farmer's market That's awesome. when you took the survey so Love just it. win-win just win-win all the way around all right well I guess I'll see you at the farmer's market <laughs> yeah don't forget to stop by it's 10 30 to 3 every Saturday throughout the summer awesome see you then all right bye hey Terry what's up Coco um I think Milo's gonna speak my finally <laughs> Could He's got be. on earphones. Okay. It is me. <laughs> Hi, Milo. Welcome. What's up, Milo? It's me, not Fina. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm here to give you the weather report. Okay. Woohoo. Let's go. So the rest of this week, it's going to be rainy or maybe rainy. Who knows? Because <laughs> <laughs> it's about 50% the rest of the week. Okay. Yeah. Lows of 52. Mm-hmm. Okay. Highs of 212 degrees Fahrenheit. <laughs> wow. 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 Mm-hmm. <laughs> your blood will boil as you're walking down the street. <laughs> That's hot. That sounds super hot. I don't think AC is going to cut it. Right. <laughs> Fun climate fact of the week. Mm-hmm. The fires in Canada were not only caused by climate change, mm-hmm. but are the result of ineffective timber management that has destroyed ecosystems oh. and has disrupted the entire carbon cycle in large swaths of the eastern and boreal forest. Wow. Let's talk about that. Yeah, we're going to have to hear <laughs> Let's, more about this, what that means. Is this vacuuming and sweeping the forest floor? Is that what we're talking about? More monocultures okay. of trees that are better for timber. Mm-hmm. And a lot of forestry practices in North America were taken from Europe, which obviously has a different climate. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And they don't exactly work the most amazing in um, the U.S. and Canada. Mm. So we're talking like the pine stands. We're talking like, well, you probably won't, won't come across too many cedars anymore, but the oaks those types of woods that are used more for like furniture making and like lumber and that kind of thing. I think for the boreal forests, a lot of where the forests are, uh, the forest fires are happening. If I remember, I take everything I say with a grain of salt. He's lying. <laughs> I very <laughs> like it. You know, lying is one of my favorite hobbies. <laughs> but just remember, it's going to be 212 degrees. <laughs> Blood boil weather. Got Great. it. Um, but if I remember correctly, a lot of it's for like more lumber purposes Mm -hmm. um and so they're growing just monocultures um with trees that are all the same age and that disrupts the kind of network that trees have with one another where typically there's going to be like an older mother tree that actually supplies nutrients to a lot of the younger trees and it creates this really Mm. rich network with involved with fungi as well Mm. so it's not just plant the tree water it cut it down make a house plant a tree water Mm. cut it like no that's what they are doing but (laughs) Mm -hmm. that's just not working no it's more plant uh (laughs) plant a tree leave the really old ones and um try and foster connections between animals and plants that we just don't understand whatsoever mm. Oh, mm. Geez. and respect the mycelium as well oh yeah right oh mycelium is like a top 10 thing right what's and, mycelium oh i'm sorry we just nerded <laughs> out just then <laughs> you want to you want to tell us what mycelium is sure so mycelium is this fungal connection beneath all the soil and mushrooms are basically like one percent of all fungus of mm-hmm. all that organism that you see mm-hmm. the rest of it is just underground in these giant webs that connect to other fungus 
to the trees and they have these symbiotic relationships with these trees that allow them to um, share nutrients and survive hardships and like it, it very much is like a really intricate network that we can just we don't understand and we don't see mm-hmm. yeah wow. but if sh- it's not there it messes things up right <laughs> because there are there it's communication that happens in the mycelium it's almost like your your internet or your cell yeah. service all of that kind of baked into one your 5g is yeah. basically it's like a what, literal web it's literally a web yeah. and it's transferring information and like food and like warning signs all mm. of that between the plants that live on that soil so mm-hmm. um yeah and the the fruiting bodies those mushrooms that you see are like i love that just one percent of like what's actually happening underneath your feet like mm. it's pretty pretty amazing um yeah m- i'm telling you mycelium is going to rule the world like mm-hmm. that's basically so, what's going to happen so does this mean <laughs> that um we're just going to have more and more forest fires probably okay <laughs> yeah i mean and that's and that's because so the the boreal forest if i'm not mistaken is is it's usually like moist it's a lot it's a lot moister than usual than forest the usual when you think of a forest it's more swampy marshy and at least that's the last time i checked and now it's starting to dry out more which like again contributes to the forest fires and it's probably why the smoke is so bad also because a lot of it is dry or a lot of it is moist. And, you mm. know, if you're burning moist, you get a lot more smoke and yeah, yeah, yeah. And all oh of that combustion God. that's actually happening with the moisture. So, yeah, it could potentially be worse. That's the weather, folks. <laughs> that's the weather. Oh, man. <laughs> Thanks, Milo. That's a lot. Right? <laughs> 212 degrees. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't know what's going to help you. Like, I would say wear shorts, but that doesn't sound like <laughs> sound like a solution just to burn this your problem. legs off <laughs> right? i for one hope that the mycelium will eventually take us all over and <laughs> rule the happen. world right right and become president i'm voting for mycelium then. <laughs> uh, it's funny because when we're talking about like we'll get out get out of this subject but it's not really funny i remember my my older brother was a truck driver for a really long time and i remember him sending me pictures of his tires melting in arizona Oh wow! Because the pavement was just so hot. The pavement was just so hot that like his tires are melting and like. Anyways, that's why Terry just wants to talk about the weather. (laughs) I mean, on the same note, and um, in Texas they have a heat wave going through. I guess it's supposed to be like 115 degrees, Mm -hmm. and um, you know, I lived in Houston, so I was like, oh well, you know, I mean, it used to get pretty hot there, 110, you know, 115 sometimes, like. It's definitely a heat wave when it's like over like 105, you know, mm. but like I thought, oh, well, you know, they have plenty of air conditioning. They're used to that. And then I thought about this, the their grid. And I was just like, I was like, oh, my God, wait a second. Even though they should be prepared for this, they may not be. They not, they're not. And this, this could be a catastrophe it's, it's waiting the reverse. to happen right now. It's the reverse of what happened a few years ago when their electrical system froze over. So they'll either freeze or they'll die of heat stroke. Well, I mean. And there's got to be a balance there, right? This like, weather conversation is a very slippery slope. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I want to talk to weather. It's very slippery. <laughs> I mean. We get to talk about the hard stuff. <laughs> you know? But. On the bright side, our garden is doing great. We're going to keep watering it. There We're we going to keep it. Thank you to Fina and Milo who planted it out and are keeping it watered. So we, we at mean, least got fresh this, veggies. But this always needs to be a reminder that the, you know, the price, you know, the price of all these fires, the price of all this climate change, the price of poor infrastructure, a non-functioning grid, the price is humans. Mm-hmm. The price Mm -hmm. is not financial. The price is human lives. Mm -hmm. And um, I think it's important that we think about that when we're like, oh, it's a little smoky outside. Too bad for the Canadians. You know, the price is human lives when things like this happen. Right. right. And and that long term, just the long term effects. Like, so we're experiencing it now. What's this going to be 10, 20 years ago or later? You know what I mean? And people have been having really hard time breathing, you know, 
like it's we're already real. in a very asthma capital type t- world i don't we balance try to shift but yeah we, everybody already got asthma out here <laughs> you know what i mean yeah I, I was fine until i moved to massachusetts right. everybody says that like <laughs> that's you know i'm not playing but, <laughs> well thanks milo thanks for that thank you i appreciate it <laughs> <laughs> see you next week take care Bye. you want to do do you want to do announcements well, I have some city announcements. Let's hear them. So, 4th of July is coming up soon. Okay, when is when are fireworks? Oh, you're asking me the hard stuff I'm not looking at. Wasn't, wasn't <laughs> it July 30th, though? Or June 30th? I think it's June 30th. It's June 30th. Yeah. And <laughs> July 30th. <laughs> it's, and it's the fireworks start at dusk. Right. <laughs> Did we talk about this already? But my watch does not <laughs> dusk. It doesn't. <laughs> I, had a, I mean, I had a very... Um, I had a very interesting email from a constituent mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and they were asking what time the fireworks w- will be and if there's a set dusk time. And I just, I was like, you know, that's a really good question. It really, I mean, you know, <laughs> and it, it, you know, it really made me think. So on the one hand, I was like, well, what kind of question is that? But the more I like pondered, the more I was like, no, this is a really valid <laughs> question. Yeah. You know, I, when is dust going to be this year? Well, I don't know, you, but I feel like we should know this because we are supposed to be these advanced creatures. I feel like the weather app will to, tell you yeah. your weather app, but it's like day of. It yeah. will tell you like, oh, this is when yeah, the sun's going to rise. Well, and I don't like to ride at night. So, mm. so I always like if I'm out somewhere during the day on my bike, I always check to see what time the sunset is because I want to be home when that's happening. Right. You know, because then the buggies come out and they get all over your yeah mask. It's, and it's not it's fun. Gro- it's gross. Yeah. yeah. Um, but but dusk. But dusk. I thought so. Yeah. You so the fireworks are at dusk. I like to uh, like make sure we pronounce the K in dusk. Yeah. <laughs> ah, okay. 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 <laughs> the dusk. The dusk. Okay. So um, fireworks Fourth of July events. What else we got? Um, so just a reminder, Armor Yard Mondays are happening. They're every Monday. That's right. It's like a little beer garden-y sort of situation. That's right. Um, there's some food trucks. There's, um, I, it was like, yeah, there's a couple food trucks. Crave was there last time I went. Um, Hummus Company. And there was another place I can't remember, but they were like, they were like grilling really good mm, stuff. It smelled mm, really good. Mm. So I, um, that's going to be Mondays, you know, throughout at f- the summer. At five, right? It's from five to eight. So it's like an early Monday oh. evening kind of very networky. There's mm-hmm. a lot of people, a lot of families, you know. City officials. There's <laughs> definitely city officials. <laughs> but it's just like nice. It's a Monday thing to do. And, you know, um, post pandemic, a lot of places are closed on Mondays, especially, you know, for dinner and stuff. So if you really want to go somewhere, there's not a lot of options outside of like chains. I did mm-hmm. not realize that. Yeah. Yeah, I wanted. A lot of places aren't open on Mondays. So I'll give you. I used to go to these um, back when Terry was the service industry kid working in bars and breweries and restaurants. We used to on Mondays. Nobody was ever open, but there was one restaurant that had service industry brunches for everybody that worked in the service. service So like it was just a gathering. We would could everybody who worked in the bars would just meet there on Mondays. Like I'm showing up in sweatpants. I never leave my house in sweatpants. But I was going there brunching. Brunch. <laughs> I was yeah. brunching. It sounds stuff. fabulous. It was so great. I loved it. Oh, <laughs> it was fun. the best. It was the best. I'm, they need to bring that back somewhere. Yeah. I feel like that would work. I mean, for, the, uh, for all the orgs. For all the s- you should do that for all the like neighbor to neighbor. Like, like all those. Mm. You guys should do that. Like an, er- like an organizer's brunch? Yeah. Network. What's up, City Sports? Like, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you, know, you just got to give them a call. <laughs> right. They're um, open to stuff. What else you got? Um, I have a reminder that um, Wednesday on the 28th, there's going to be the Beyond Walls mural tour. Um, that's There's one, yeah, there's a couple, but that, that one's on the 28th, which is, it's going to be from 6 to 8 in the evening. So it's right around, Dumb. ending right around dusk. 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 <laughs> <laughs> um, and that starts at Nueva Esperanza, uh, 401 Main Terry's Street. out. Du- very dusky very dusky no um, don't don't say that <laughs> don't say that. That, that i mean that gets into racial racial epitaphs you don't want to cross any lines there yeah you never heard of no yeah that was an old school racial oh that's term, messed up calling people dusky ew yeah, yeah, all right so, well yeah. it's happening you there. learn something every day yep see, there it is <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a living learner what else what else we got speaking <laughs> speaking of speaking of race juneteenth passed did you did it, like we did <laughs> 
There's a bunch of celebrations that happen for Juneteenth. Well, Juneteenth is starting to finally be recognized. You know, um, last year it was the first year that it was considered a. F- it was finally um, named yeah. a federal yeah. holiday, and now we've um, Massachusetts declared it a federal holiday. Um, so, or declared it a holiday too. I, I don't think we had to take it off. We actually had to request. I like, think I saw put it through city council and stuff. Yeah, I know? think I saw that this was the third year yeah. that Massachusetts recognized. Right, but it's the, the second the year. Second year as but I felt oh, like okay. there's a map of what, like twenty some states that don't recognize Juneteenth even still. Yeah, I don't think they have to. Oh yeah, that's, that's, that's that, that, like don't, that don't give you paid right. time off. You know what I mean? Right. That kind of situation. Yeah, so that's why we had to put it through because yeah, it's individual states have it, and then the individual towns can decide to do it. It's just like a whole it's a, it's nightmare. A whole, it's a whole yeah mess. Um, Whatever. so so yeah, but we're we did have um, there were events. The the one in particular that comes to mind for me, since I live in Holyoke, is at Wisteria Hers, where I am a board member and um i went to volunteer early and help set up a little bit and they were really um they really rolled out the carpet there were games for the kids out they had some painting there was like a lot of community out having there were vendors um there was dj and um they had about 200 people come out so it was a great first juneteenth event and um it's my understanding it'll become a an annual event and it's just gorgeous like wisteria hearse has really nice gardens and shout out to uh megan seiler and and penny over there woo penny (laughs) and um yeah i mean all the the other staff members and halftime staffers and uh volunteers who really bring these things together but I know that Megan's vision is to make it a more inclusive space. You yeah. know, she feels yeah. like there's all this space. It's beautiful. Why aren't, why isn't the community hanging out here more? So um, they have Wisty Wednesdays. Um, I believe there are like uh, second and fourth Wednesdays. I'm not quite sure. You have to look on their website, but they have Wisty Wednesdays and you can come out and picnic and they have food oh. trucks pulling up and there's yard games. So they're really making it more of a community um, space. Yeah. Which I was pretty one, cool. I've seen that banner and I didn't know Whiskey what that Wednesdays. means. Whiskey so now Wednesdays. Mm-hmm. they're Whiskey. also re um what do you call it? Rebranding? I, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Rebranding to Wisty. To Wisty. Because <laughs> it's cute. It is it, <laughs> But that's like that's what everybody calls it anyway. Like it, well at least that's what I called it when we were doing the documentary there. Wisty. It was always Wisty. It wasn't ever yeah. like yeah. Wisteria Hurst. Yeah. And then last but not least, I mean, the biggest event here, you had Pride happening over the weekend. Yeah, so definitely shouts out to all the organizers. Mm-hmm. Jose, I see you. really hard. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they went to town. There were all these acts. There were tons of vendors. And, you know, Mother Nature was, kept threatening to thunderstorm and lightning. So um, I, I, I got a, a message from someone, you know, late on, when were they setting up? Friday night? Like, hey we're going to set up at the uh, Veterans Memorial Building and we're going to have it indoors. And, you know, so the the city really came together to make sure Pride would happen, you know, rain or shine. Mm -hmm. So um, it was really great. All love. I mean, lots of food. Like there were so many places in Holyoke came out to vend Mm. and it was just a really good time. Really nice vibes. Nice. Mm -hmm. Excited. I love when Holyoke comes together. (laughs) It was sweet. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Dang. That was a long. That was a long weekend. That was a like a party filled weekend. There was a lot going on. Yeah, yeah. I spent a, a lot of. I I didn't get out as much as I'd like, but I managed to get out for like a a couple hours to like catch like some of the fun randomly, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. it's nice to see the community coming together to do stuff. You yeah. know. Doing the things. Doing the things. That's we're, right. We're gonna keep doing the stuff. All right. Well, I guess that's is that is that the show. It might be. I think that might be the show. We're gonna That's we're gonna leave here. Day. We're gonna leave here and go so do some things. We're gonna go. I'm gonna go read all these books tonight. Yeah. <laughs> Sweet. In one sitting. We're gonna setting. do some speed reading. That's what I'm talking about. Let's get it. <laughs> all right, folks. Thanks for being here. We'll see you. Yeah. Thanks, y'all. Bye. Bye. <laughs> this has been another exciting episode of Adventures in Organized Chaos. I'm Terry. And I'm Coco. We'll see you next week. All right then. See ya. <laughs> <laughs>